Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quart is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Thank you to the great man, Dennis Committee. This is Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, the Chief Sports Writer for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich of Channel 7, Perth Football Club and West Coast Eagles fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, how are you? No, I'm good, mate. Well introduced. Um, but I have I have got a bone to pick with you. Have you? Hey, Barra, <laughs> join the queue. <laughs> Who else is been oh, kicking your bone. into me, mate. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, mate. So let, let's just paint the what picture. So you you and I are, are rugby league fans, aren't we? We are. And I, obviously I played a bit of rugby league. I'm massive. I'm Rabbitohs, then yeah. Raiders because I was in Canberra. And who are you, by the way? Who do you feel like? Oh, Manly Seagulls. Very long story. I won't get into it. But okay. Yeah. All right, so we, you both of us have gone to the big event, the double header at Optus Stadium. Fantastic event. Massive crowd. I see Willie Mason's come out today and he's on board as well because he couldn't believe, because the rugby league people can't believe 50,000 turn out to watch uh, just a normal old game. Yeah, you know and I mean? just, just state on of that, origin. I think he'd been anti-Perth team in the past and he said, I retract my comments. Origin's different because you're going to go because it's an event. Yeah. This was a club game and 50,000 turned up. So telling Barra that these yeah. NRL legends are starting to jump on board. And it's a little bit is that they don't get big crowds, do they? They have like 20,000. They think it's big. No, that's have, right. We have 50. Well, we right? averaged 12 and a half for the Western Reds played at the Wacker. <laughs> I know. Because it's better on TV anyway, rugby league. I reckon it's a better game yeah, on telly. Depends but, mate, you so you're talking about um, everybody turns out for State of Origin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... A, a place to be seen, mate. That <laughs> that NRL game was a little bit the same because the double header, wasn't it? It was. So it was a bit of a swim through, wasn't yes. it? Now you got the full VIP treatment from well, what so I did gathered. you, oh, mate. I was hosting the Rabbitohs oh, room okay. next door, okay. so I wasn't in the victory lounge with the leather seats. Yeah, I was in and, there. and the big function. But I'm a battler, so I jumped mate, at these battler. opportunities. You should have seen him, mate. He even dressed up a bit, and they had the best entrees, the best meals. Mate, tell us, so did you get parking as well? No, I'm not driving to that event. <laughs> that was the only reason. I was thought you parked underneath oh, no, for sure. I don't drive anywhere at those events, mate. <laughs> so what time did you get there? I was there for the about half an hour before the start of the first game. <laughs> so though. three o'clock. Yeah, about that. And it finished about 7.30. And then we might have. <laughs> might have uh, might have gone to it. the great shoe bar in uh, oh, brilliant Yagan Square and our old mate Higo. So anyway, might I'm, have ended so up I'm there. next door in the Black Swan, okay, mm-hmm. which is the sec- secondary room, I suppose you'd say. But I was hosting for the Rabbitohs, and being a proper leaguey fan, I want I didn't want to miss any of the footy, right? And you were in the Victory Lounge with the absolute who's who of Perth, right? So the Premier came out and spoke with us as well, but he, he was in your function, he wasn't was, he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rita Safiotti. Libby Medham was in there. Yeah, like who? All the NRL dignitaries. All the big knobs. Yeah, like, uh, (laughs) and then, so I come out. So I'm hosting, right? So I'm hosting for the Rabbitohs. Mm -hmm. And at 5.30, I say, quick, we've got to get outside. The player is about to run out. You know, the Rabbitohs are coming out. We want to see the pre-match stuff. 
you know, let's get into the, the start of the game. We come outside our group. All our people come out because we're leaguey fans. I look over to the left to all the leather seats and there's two people out there ready for the start of the game. The rest of you inside at the VIP five-star event I still eating. There. No, you weren't, mate. I took a photo. <laughs> the only bloke who was out there. Just I wasn't long out. I was out there pretty you, quickly. Yeah, I'll give you credit. Finished finishing off my beef wellington. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mate. That's what I'm saying. Well, I was just so you know the only leave blo- a half a meal. You know the only bloke who was out there yeah. was the ABC presenter Clint Wilden. He loves his league. <laughs> Good man, Clint. <laughs> so Clint's out there in those magnificent seats in mm. pole position. Only two people out for the start of the Rabbitohs game. I reckon you're being harsh. I reckon I was out And then out you there. wandered out yeah, at about the five or ten minute oh, mark, right, thank chewing you. some politician's ear and crapping on about whatever your your mm-hmm. story was going to be. Mm-hmm. He was probably told you that they were getting Origin or something, so you're ready to write that, mm-hmm. the doubleheader Origin. So then you wandered out, and then I reckon about halfway through the first half, <laughs> the rest of the people started coming out. Like So let's be honest, not full-blown rugby league fans, like on no. our side, all there cheering, watching, yeah. yahooing, there's the great there man. A, there there's... were a few in our section. My uh, guest was Bernie, and he's more of a rugby man. He come, He's from Sydney, but he likes his league as but well. But you guys so. stayed inside and, and copped the beef wellington and the dessert probably. We were out. I would and, say and I was, you, I was getting stuck into the reds. In the, uh, in the um, leather seats, I was outside for, <laughs> I'd say, 90% seats. of the game time, of both <laughs> games. Anyway, I was a bit disappointed. That anyway, but that's that's when that's what Willie Mason was saying. That um, it's amazing that people have turned out in Western Australia for uh, two regulation games of rugby league. So he's on board. He reckons we, it should happen. But I'm glad you wandered out, mate. I was very worried when there was only Clint out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there. Now let's talk AFL and the Channel Seven product, Barra. Yes, that's what this podcast's all about. We like to deviate yeah, we, at times. We do deviate. Um, a raft of retirements. So, uh, obviously, Luke Shuey earlier in the week, the West Coast Eagles captain. Ben Cunnington yesterday, a very emotional announcement. And today, uh, Isaac Smith at Geelong and Trent Cochin at Richmond. And I guess uh, Red Jack Weebop may be the next to follow. Uh, the one that intrigued me the most was Andrew Phillips. Andrew Phillips. Yeah, third club, Essendon. Uh, but it just strikes me as... Um, I don't know. He's playing the best form of his career. It's an odd time to retire. I guess when you're... Nearly getting beaten by the Eagles probably did it to him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I think Ben Cunnington... Let's go through them. I mean, Ben Cunnington, uh, I don't Wonderful think, clubman. Oh, absolutely. And, and How was love- his speech? How, how good was it? He never talks that bloke. No. Tough as nails. Yeah. But he, geez, he opened up. It was beautiful. And it? has had some health issues in recent times. So of I'm course, glad yeah. he's... Uh, and, you know, fingers crossed for him. I'm glad he's over them. But... I look at, I think of Ben Cunnington and I think of just a blue collar, likes getting his hands dirty, loved it when it was a scrap mm. and a wet, wet game and a scrap, just loved it, didn't he? He beat uh, Jack the Dancer in the orchestra stalls, he? did. He? He, he did, Yeah, did, right. Yes, so yes. yes he had testicular cancer. Yeah, he's yeah. that now, so well done to Ben. And great career. Um, why, Andrew, why is Andrew Phillips a surprise, though? Because of his age. I just something. think he's playing. Big fella. Yeah, he's, yeah. Good, he's I mean, Draper's ahead of him, obviously, in the ruck stocks, but I just don't know. I think he's playing the, you know, best footy of his career. Isaac Smith's interesting. So he was, I'm pretty sure he, he signed a two-year deal at mm. the end of last year. Great career. Obviously, a great first year at Geelong, won the Norm Smith medal in their premiership. But and all I the think, Hawks grand finals, yeah, and three, three of those. I think uh, to me, it's a great indicator of there's a shift right there at Geelong. 
they're going down their youth yeah. path. And obviously Isaac's thinking like nah, where the, the cliff has come. So that brings us to West Coast. Obviously that's happening the same thing. They're spacing them out. So we had Bunga Hearn last week. Well, it's a Tuesday event, mate. So yeah. I'm thinking what's going to happen next Tuesday. Will there be another one? I'm yes, not sure. Yes, will, the, I reckon. Do you reckon? Who? <laughs> Who do you reckon? Who? Who's the obvious one? I don't know. If there is an obvious one left. What? Gaff? No. Come on. Think about it. Well, McGovern's the great man himself, the absolute great man, the great eagle, the giant eagle, the flying giant eagle. The f- I, th- I, think, I reckon that's going to happen Tuesday as well. The flying giant eagle. Mm-hmm. Go on, who? With the dreadlocks. Oh, big Nick, that. Jeez, mate. <laughs> big Hadn't flown much in recent times. Um, yeah, and, I, and that's going to be sad because I would love to see him actually play another game and can come back for half a season. Well, contracted for next year. Mm. So what would be? I reckon the tipping point has been his mates going out. That yeah. Bung has decided to go out, and then Shuey got sort of got offered an, another year by Simo. But what was actually happening was Simo wanted to leave it up to Shuey to make his own mind up. So he said, "Look, it's up to you. If you want to go on, I'll back you." And basically, he was. It was almost not. A t- it wasn't a test, but it was giving Shuey the opportunity to, to do the right thing. And Luke Shuey was saying, "I was sort of hoping I'd get tapped on the shoulder, so yeah, a bit more." And Simo didn't want to do it because that can create angst if you tap him on the shoulder. But Luke so- Shuey's the consummate club man, so mm. um, he's he's made probably we we both agreed the right call given his soft tissue injuries. Yeah. Well, I hope he stays on. I think one of them has to stay on and help the young blokes. I, I reckon he stays on. He's, As a coach. He indicated that. He, he loves footy. He loves being around the club and he wants to hang around. So I would, I think he will hang around. And but, Shannon Hearn did say he wants a bit of a break for a little while. Yeah. But he, he can see himself involved in footy but just wants a little break for a while, probably do a bit of fishing. I'll tell you what, Ben Cunnington will be doing a bit of fishing too. Because um, he loves it. Does he? Oh, yeah. Uh, Shannon, you know Shannon, He's. I don't think he's – there's something else going on with Shannon in his body, so he's not ready for the derby. Yeah, he was going to play the last three games out, but yeah. so he, I reckon it's just the last game now. And Shuey the same. Mm. I mean, he could probably play against the Bulldogs away, but it looks like he's not, which is extraordinary because you'd want to finish on 250. I, I mean, I'd want I'd, to finish I, on a derby win. I, I'm, well, I'm amazed that they didn't use him as the sub, you know what I mean, in the derby on Saturday. You know, so I think... Anyway, I'm not going to probably go down that path, but it's a, it's a bit unusual that he ha- he's not going to get the 250. Um, but but the, the Adelaide game, so that, that'll be a tricky game, won't it? Because with the big send-offs, and if it is Nick Nat, Bunga, uh, Nick Nat going around in a car, Bunga playing and Shuey playing, it's going to be a lot of emotion. There'll be 50,000 there. And if Adelaide are not in contention, the Eggs could actually defeat them, couldn't they? Mm. Which is... Kind of not ideal. No, it's not ideal. Because when you see Harley Reid, did you see Harley Reid in that VFL yeah, he's game? A good player, mate. He was playing for Essendon in the VFL. Still it wasn't Muggs about, game. Still, still contemplating splitting those picks, which is not a bad call. I don't think they can now. Mm. Just having a look at him, he he it can do everything. There's no weakness. Like when you, what's his strength? You go, well, he's 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 good at everything. Still got to do it at AFL level, but we can we assume he can. But I, yeah. I reckon he's Judd. Okay. Honestly, he's as good as Judd. So okay. it, it, as a young man. And in that case, he's got that toughness as well. He's got that fierce desire to be successful. He's super determined. I think they're going to have to take him. But it is interesting. And if the, if the great man does go out, Nick Nad, what, you know, what a player. It's really sad that he hadn't get a chance to come back. But he's Achilles. He wants to be able to carry his kids. So and it's have a, a bad kid. injury to have as a ruckman. And yeah, Achilles. Yeah, you'd have to really lighten up. You'd have to be at, play at 95 kilos or something just to try to. So take I think the of those three retirements, I think of Hearn. 
beautiful kick and obviously the, the distributor when they were at their best and playing that control mm. form of footy. I think a Luke Shuey and I think big games always oh. got up for the big games and for, and for the small games too. And I think a Nick Nat, and I think I can't, I can't remember a player who brought his midfielders into it more than he did when he was at his peak. Mate, and, and the excitement that he generated. By the way, he hasn't retired yet. No, but we're thinking. So, Shuey, that 2018 grand final, I think we had this debate. He got overshadowed a little bit by Sheed's goal. I reckon it's the best individual performance for about two decades that in a grand final. You're so right. I checked the stats. He had 34 disposals going at 73%. Nine clearance, nine clearances, eight tackles, gained 663 metres, had eight score involvements, went inside 58 times, and contested possessions 19. Yeah. <laughs> he had a blinder. Chiseling away at the coalface when they were down early too. Oh, monstrous game. And overshadowed oversh- a little bit by Sheed's goal, obviously, so in the famous last play. who captains the Eagles next year? Well, for me, it's got to be Oscar Allen. they just got to turn the wheel. I hope they don't sort of fall in. What about in. Liam Duggan? Yeah, very know, pop, Very Has his backers there? I think the young guys have got to take over the club now. And okay. that's why it's good. I think it's good that there's, it's almost like move over, boys. It's our turn. You I'd know. throw Tom Brass and Jeremy McGovern into that group as well. I think Oscar Allen, I think, clearly is going to be captain of this football club. I think now's I, the time. Does he need another year? Because he's had it, played every game. Does he need another year just to get another year of footy under his belt? To take the pressure off him, mm. you think? Because has it worked for Pierce? Well, we'll get onto that in a minute. But, but uh, uh, I, I reckon they turn the wheel and they go, let's. It was like when Wusher came in when he was 21, okay. when Benny came in when he was 21. They had shared a it very with good year, Oscar Allen. Benny shared it with McKenna, though, didn't he, at the right at the start? So you could do a share job, but Oscar's got to be in there. No yeah, question. I don't like share jobs. No, you don't do I that. don't like leadership groups. I so like at Fremantle, you wouldn't have Sarong and Brayshaw there? Well, they'll seriously contemplate. So if Alex Pierce decides he wants to step down, and a good column from Peter Sumich today suggesting that may be the case, then uh, it will be either Sarong or Sarong and Brayshaw. Um, you could see them going for the dual captaincy because both of them are leaders. But I... It's just my personal preference. I like it. I like a captain. I don't like co-captain. Do you think it should happen next year? Well, it's up to Alex Pierce if he wants to step down. Alex Pierce. It's a player right. vote, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. It's but he may. Really he may. Him. He may make it oh, easier. I'm not for falling him. his sword. He might. Really? He might find that. You know, I've enjoyed it for a year, but I want to concentrate on my footy. Wouldn't that be a bit weird to fall on your sword after one year? Not really, because you might just say, look, I want to concentrate on... Not really. Who are, what other captains done one year? Uh, Anyone? Sam Mitchell fell on his sword at Hawthorne and allowed Luke Hodge to take over, but that was after a couple of years. In fact, after a premiership, um, captaining a premiership. But it has happened in the past, but I'm, I'm not saying it's going to, but is mm. um, well-informed. And What uh, about Caleb and Pierce for one year? Do yeah. a transition sort yeah, well, of thing. Yeah, you could. You could. Caleb's a man, from what I've noticed. I know, and Andy, I love Andy too, but and he's a wonderful young man. But Caleb seems to be that sort of uh, he, he wants it. You know what I mean? I don't know if Andy does as well. I think they both want it. The, I think Andrew Brayshaw put his hand up at the end of last year and said, "I'd be willing to to be the captain of the club." And clearly, Caleb's the wrong. Um, would would f- like to have that role too. So. Both good players, both leaders. Uh, maybe that's the direction they want to head. We'll find out at the end of the year. Hey, can I just send a cheerio to, to out to my mate Lucas? I'm just testing him. I saw him at the cafe today, and he reckons he listens to the podcast. Lucas, if you do listen, 
text me now, okay? Because I just want to test he's actually listening. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon he is. <laughs> uh, he's a now, big docker man. Uh, I did want to ask you about last Saturday and the Pride game. Uh, oh, West mate. Perth and Perth. And you were at a luncheon that you said was a game changer. Oh, mate, I'm so, I'm so glad you asked me about this because we don't talk a lot of waffle. But this was a profound... Well, we talk a lot of waffle, but not a lot of yeah, WAFL. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of waffle. <laughs> this was actually a significant... It felt important. It felt profound. It felt significant. It was organised by Neil Fong, Yep. you know, the president of, of West Perth. Yes, I do. Fongy. A huge man. identity in Western Australia. Big Eagles man. He's married most of the Eagles. You know what I mean? As the chaplain. Yeah, as the chaplain, yeah. So, <laughs> so fantastic guy. So he, he, a couple of months ago, he rang the club and he wanted to have a pride match, okay? So they haven't had a pride match in the waffle game, in the waffle competition. I think Sydney has one. That's about all in the AFL. And I think these things will start happening. I'm not saying should happen. I'm not pushing. I'm just saying that he rang up. So we put it to our leadership group at Perth and they, they wanted to embrace it. So there was a pride game Saturday at Joondalup. And there are a whole lot of other festivities around it. One of them was a, a big function up at the before the match in the West Perth club rooms. And so the whole community was there, okay, and uh, all the MPs that identify in this area and work in this area. Um, so it was it was the absolute who's who of this sort of this sort of world and also football world. And Fongy got up and he said, look, the reason I'm being driven about this is when I, in the old days when I was running the hospitals, I was at the forefront of the, um, the AIDS epidemic and I saw what the, 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 the devastation. The, yeah, devastation that was wrought on, on young people. So I've always had a commitment to this. Then he got Danny Laidley involved. Uh, now, I played footy with Danny Laidley and she contacted me as well and said, would I be involved? And I said, you know, absolutely. Uh, we played together at West Coast. We played against each other, Perth versus West Perth. And then, of course, she went to coach North Melbourne. Played with North so Melbourne. Played for North Premiership Melbourne. Premiership player at North Melbourne. Yeah. And um, then she got up and told her story uh, and her truth about just since she was five years old, how she felt about herself and, you know, <laughs> How she, the way she described it was it was it was like homesickness. You know the feeling of homesickness. You know when you're away from home yep. and you have this funny, strange feeling that you know you something's not right. Just want to be at right. home. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how she described her journey. Okay, and then spoke about the number of young people that have, you know, considered taking their own lives or taking their own lives mm -hmm. in this in this field. So this is her area, and this is why she's pushing. And then Darren Harris came up, the West Perth coach, and he told his family's story, and I, I haven't asked him if I'm allowed to, to mention this, but there was 400 people there, so I probably won't go into the detail, but he told his story about what was happening in his family, and it was like, wow, bang. So, so it was Fong, uh, Danny Laidley, and then uh, Darren Harris, and just everyone was just, wow, this, this is, feels like a significant moment. Hopefully this is going to lead to some change. Then I sort of got up and just I just spoke about my relationship with Danny. We were very close when we played together at West Coast. It was a famous game in Kelmscott at John Dunn Oval when West Perth played Perth, and both of us had been dropped by Malthouse. So Malthouse had dropped me and Lades. Fair to say, we Lades was very unhappy about being dropped, and of course he left, didn't he? Eventually, he went to North Melbourne. I think it was a personality clash. We contend. We had one and he didn't. <laughs> a bit like that, if you know what I mean. And the Lord Mayor was playing that day as well. Basil Zemplis oh, was yes, playing full yes, forward, and yes. we would. So 
Perth was trying Before to... Stephen Hooper got to him. Yeah, no. He was, you know he's a very good player, Basil. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, people... He told me. <laughs> when, I, when I tell people that, they're surprised. He, he was. He a, played once. He's he, a good player. Yeah, yeah. and he, he, he was training at West Coast at one stage too. And I think Carlton were looking at him because he was a big guy, yeah. a, a tall guy and a good ruckman. And he'd been coached by committee and all the rest of it. So he, he had a big future. So, But at, that day, we were trying to take him out. <laughs> Let's be honest. He had a ponytail and, you know, yeah. the boys from Lathlane, that, you know, the blue collar, we weren't taking too well. Ponytail, yeah. But he did, he did well. So we, we spoke about that. But anyway, I was just said I was so proud of Danny because of the, of the effect that, you know, can you imagine coming out in that environment of a football environment? It must have been a huge decision. Well, well done to Danny. Well done to Neil Fong and West Perth. And well done to the Perth Football Club. Club for embracing it, and let's hope that it, it, it yeah. it's a regular. Saves I'm sure it lives. will be, saves and lives. saves lives. That's the main Gives thing. people an outlet. We've all got sons, yeah. and some of uh, you know some go down and to daughters, different pubs. yeah, and daughters, and, yeah, exactly. Thanks for uh, letting us share that. Anyway, no, well done. Uh, let's get into some tips, mate. To f- tomorrow night at the MCG, five fifty p.m. Collingwood. Oh boy, oh boy, a uh, dollar eighty and Geelong two dollars and two cents on Tab Touch odds. Yeah. The Pies without, as we know, Nick Dacos and Nathan Murphy, and also without Steel Sidebottom. Will they lose three in a row, Barra, against this Geelong side that's just stuttering a bit and clearly has come to the cliff? I'm saying no. I'm backing the Pies to bounce back after two losses in a row. I reckon you can just see there's a steely determination in Craig McRae, as there would be with Chris Scott, but mm. there's a lot to lose for Collingwood here. They need to recorrect themselves, and I think they will. You do? Tommy Mitchell was touch and go, they tell me as well. And Jack Henry is in doubt for the for the rest of the season for the Cats. And like you said, Sidey's out, Dacos is out, Murphy's going to play, they reckon. Oh, wow. It's at the G. It'll be 70,000 there. Does that mean we tip we tip Magpies because of the G? Probably do. You're well, tipped interesting. Geelong's one of only two teams to average over 100 points at the MCG this season with Melbourne averaging a competition high 104. Uh, Collingwood's conceded four goals without a reply on four occasions over the last two rounds, which is the equal most by any team. So teams are getting a run on against them. Uh, They conceded over 100 points last round for the first time since round four, and they also conceded over 100 points to the Cats in the season opener. So some telling signs there for the Pies, but I'm tipping them to bounce back. Yeah, okay, I'll go with you as well. Very, very tight though, this one. It is Saturday, 11.45 a.m. Sydney, $1.34 versus Gold Coast, $3.25 at the SCG. I'm expecting Errol Goulden to swing in in a chandelier, Barra, and uh, the Swans will get this job done. Like Errol Flynn. Great, yeah, like Errol Flynn. Great. Just that coming goal, at the right time. That was goal of the year. Well, I know we spoke about it on yeah. Tuesday. It'll go close. Jeez, that was good. How far he ran, the banana from the boundary. Took Miller's back. Yep. After that uh, yeah. squirrel grip. Yeah, well. Still can't believe he got done because of a radio interview. I st- well, he should have been done. Yeah, I know, but the AFL, bloke by the the tackle AFL had a look at it. Get away with it. The, the match review I've had a look at it and didn't and do anything. Never look at that and not do anything. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he had what I'd call purchase. So and he had it for some time. Not in favour of you know that. What, have, you know what's going on down there, Barra? When you grab it accidentally, you know what's happening. It's you know it's dangerous what territory, and I've like? got to let go. What does it feel like? Well, 
I don't know because I haven't held oh, it for that long. I nearly got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, it's very soft. Oh, hang on. No, no, no. You let go, don't you, when you accidentally get them in that area? I don't know. Do you? Yes. Well, you, if, if that's your natural reaction, well, you is should. It? So when did you feel that? Well, you should. Well, you know, <laughs> just playing a game of footy and you go to tackle someone, whoops, and you let go. I said, has happened to you? Yeah, but it just accidentally. <laughs> I've never been in that zone, oh, I've got well. to say. You ever had them grabbed? <laughs> I did play rugby, my friend, yeah. Oh, they... in, in the scrum, because your arms are tied up, oh, that's what they do. They squeeze hard too oh, because, geez. you know, because you know in the scrum, your, hand, your arms are yeah. sort of locked away, so you can't defend yourself. That's why that. you just come out swinging. Lucky you didn't have a long career because you'd have the cauliflower ears. A long what? Career in rugby <laughs> because you'd have the cauliflower ears. <laughs> it's a lot to grab, you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you'd have the cauliflower ears as well to go with it, you know. Who are you picking? I'm picking, I'm picking the cauliflower orchestra straw. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very tender. Jeepers. Uh, who are you picking? Sydney or Gold Coast? I think you, I think you've got to go Sydney. Of course Ram- you do. Rampy's not playing again though, and McInerney. So they've done all right, Sydney. Given they you know, lost lost a lot of defenders this year. You tipped them to slide. I did tip them to slide. <laughs> well, are they in the eight? <laughs> well, there you go. I might have gave you a bouquet. I don't have to get defensive. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I also picked GWS to finish last too, which was yeah, uh, mm-hmm. well. Wop-ball. Saturday, eleven forty-five PM, North Melbourne, three dollars eighty. Essendon, a dollar twenty-six. Just got over the line against the Eagles last week. What's happened to the Bombers? Uh, oh, it's it's round twenty-two. Mm. Round twenty-two, mate. It's been a long. But year. They, you wouldn't have thought they'd ever. A lot of youth in that side, and it's hard to play hard for long. But they were playing arguably the worst, you know, going team in, in history. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, so uh, you know, but I'm look. I'm not picking. I'm picking uh, Essendon to win this game. I think they'll bounce back. I can't pick North Melbourne at the moment. Um, the Bombers have recorded a pressure factor of one seventy five, ranked equal last. So they need to bring the pressure barrier if they're going to beat North Melbourne this week. Well, mate, the other thing you should consider is Sam Draper's coming back for the Bombers, okay? Yep. And Dylan Shield and Jake String are not far away. But, but my friend, Ben Cunnington comes in for his farewell game. Could that lift the, the, the ruse over the top yeah, of the could, Bombers? It could, but they've lost their uh, not last nine matches against Essendon and conceded over 100 points in three of their oh, last four games. Okay, so no. it might, but they, he'd have to do some great inspiring for them to uh, buck those odds. So I'm picking Essendon. Kyle Langford's killing it, isn't he? He Sensational. is. 45 goals. I know. It's amazing. Amazing. Mm. All right, so we're tipping the... The Bombers. Uh, Gabba, Saturday, 2.35 p.m. Brisbane Lions, $1.32. Adelaide, $3.40. Since round 18, the Lions have scored just three points per game from centre bounce clearances, ranked last. They've got to correct that, Barrett, particularly if they're going to go deep in September. Adelaide has lost its last three games at the Gabba by 24 points per game, with its last win over the Lions coming by five points in 2018. No dramas there. Most teams have lost their mm. last recent games at the Gabba, so they. I'm picking Brisbane. I don't think you can pick against them at this venue. No, your mate Isaac Rankin could come back, so that might be something. But surely the Lions bowl on and defeat the Crows. They haven't been they haven't been terrible, but on the road not so great. They've but had geez. a good year, Adelaide. Yeah. I think they're they're coming. It's just uh, not quite yet. I was I was looking the other day. You know how we were talking about. Um, Blokes who haven't played all Australia, haven't been all Australians, mm-hmm. and Taylor Walker was one of them. Really? Will he go? Will he go this year? Do you have to be? Well, Charlie Kerno's got the full forward spot, though, hasn't he? Yeah, and the other bloke that never was an all Australian was Luke Shuey. 
That's a it's pity. Surprise you a bit. Yeah, it does a bit, yeah. actually. It yeah. kind of, yeah. It does. Uh, okay, so we're both on the Lions. Um, MCG, Saturday, 5.30 p.m., Carlton two dollars twenty eight, Melbourne a dollar sixty two. Mm. Expecting Clayton Oliver to come back, mm. but with Harry Petty out of the team, does Brody Grundy play? What do they do with that forward line? I'm picking the D's here. Uh, Carlton have won seven in a row, so they're playing really good footy, and they're arguably the form team of the comp. But I just like where Melbourne are coming from. They're they're they've hardly fired a shot. They're in second place on the ladder. They've got Oliver coming back this week. I reckon they're the most likely to challenge Collingwood for the premiership at this point. As much as I've liked what Carlton's done, uh, they will play finals. Melbourne win mm. this game. The only rider I would put on this is if they do bring in Brody Grundy, mm-hmm. and Mitch Cleary from Channel 7 in, per- in Melbourne says that he thinks that's going to happen, mm-hmm. could that sort of upset the apple card? Yeah, it could. I mean, certainly in their forward line. They, and why are they doing that? Well, just to see, it's because it's three weeks out from finals, and if the, the one area at Melbourne where mm. there's a question mark is their forward line, because they haven't been able to quite get it right. But that'll until, be Max Gorn until won't recent it? weeks. Well, no, well, you don't want to take because Grundy's not really a forward, is he? No, he's not, and I'm, That's I the don't like it. Got. But you're going to keep Gorn in the so run. you think he's an X factor that might win him a premiership, Grundy? So maybe that's why they got a to bring bit him like in. Ben Super Brown in, in 2021. Yeah, right. They need someone there. They need a focal point, even if it's just to bring, it's just to bring the footy to the ground. I like all their other forwards. They're a very um, uh, attacking forward line, yeah. um, and they have a crack, all of them. There's Harrison no Petty's out, though. It's a big out. Yeah. He's been really good out for Out for the them. season. It looks like it, yeah. And where's Fritch, maybe? Is he coming Fritch back? Fritch would be back for finals. Best case scenario, early finals. So that's why they're bringing Grundy in, yeah. aren't they? Because their forward line's Well, what's happened to Ben man. Brown? I don't know. He's, and, and McDonald, they've disappeared. Mm. And Carlton, I'd love to see Carlton win. They go in without Walsh, Chera, and Harry Mackay, and they're still, they've won seven straight. So, yeah, yeah, I suppose you've got to tip the Ds, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Blues to. got up. Now, the big one, Barra, the big one for as far as WA is concerned. Mm. Saturday, 6.10 p.m., Optus Stadium, an Eagles home game. They are $4.70. The Dockers are $1.19. There is no Luke Shuey. There is no Shannon Hearn. There are quite a few other players missing. But there's still a fair bit of experience in that Eagles team. Mm-hmm. Playing against the Dockers, who are out of finals calculations, but, but – have been pretty good the last couple of weeks. Luke Jackson in really good form. Fortunately for West Coast, Bailey Williams um, got off got off that, which which I think we're both happy yeah, to see. Absolutely. More chest than head in yeah. that incident. So uh, I'm picking the Dockers. I don't think there will be an upset here. And um, and what about you? Well, I've I've been trying to analyse this. So the Eagles are going to be undermanned in the back line again. Hearn's not playing, right? So there's Jai Amos and Josh Tracy. So McGovern goes to Josh Tracy. Who goes to Jai Amos? Yeah, I know. Anyone? So, anyone? Rotham. Josh Rotham? Yeah, Rotham. Elliot Yo? No, hope not. He's going to play back probably though, isn't Half he? Half back. Yeah, given that. He'd run through the midfield. And so that, I reckon maybe Rhett Bazzard. Yeah, back in midfield though to get, supply is the key here, Barra. Clearly. Yeah, but someone's got to play on the 197 centimetre Jai Amos. They do. And so you probably think it's Rotham, but it's all about supply. It's all about controlling that midfield, which is a pretty hard ask against Frio. So, but I, I think. Um, what about Rhett Bazo? I know he's been uh, out 
managed, so there might be something going on there. But they came through the same draft. They know each other well. They played for WA together in the under-18s, same, same, around about the same height. Would you just give Bazza the go and say, hey, Baz, come on, mate. I know it's been a tough year. He actually had a horrible year, the man. Um, Personally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe wait till next year. But the other thing is Hayden Young, does he does he oh, yeah. go toe-to-toe with Tim Kelly? Oh, you put him in the midfield. Yeah. I mean, it's been – Take on Tim Kelly. I don't Kelly. want to overcook him, though. I don't reckon you play him – you give him a bit of a – you slot him back down half-back maybe the last round or the last two rounds. But mm-hmm. it's been a good – we've had a good look at it now, and I think that's where he will be. Maybe he needs a pre-season just to work on some other areas to just build the tank. But do you send, him, do you send tank, him to Tim Kelly or is it a tag or is it a no, take think, him on? Just no, take him on? Take him on. Yeah. He does do so that. You expose can, him the other way. You can break glass in case of emergency, though, because we know he is a run, he can be a run with as well. So mm. the last couple of weeks, of course, um, Kelly's been good. Yeah, yeah, and but so has uh, Hayden Young. In, and he's oh, an yeah. accountable Absolutely. player. Absolutely, I reckon he's their midfielder for next. We year. We got Lockie Neal last week and Dangerfield the week before. So yeah, you could be right with Kelly. So this forward line: uh, Oscar Allen, Jack Darling. So we're t- thinking Cox goes to Darling. Brendan Cox back, huge in. Pierce goes to Allen. And Pierce goes to Allen. So Luke Ryan, you know Luke Ryan has had the most kicks, I think it's the most kicks in the AFL, possibly the most marks, and the most rebounds from defensive 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to come either first or second in the Doig medal. Yep. Him and Caleb, they're miles in, in front of everybody else. Those two having monster years. But his possession rate is phenomenal, better yeah. than Tom Stewart. Well, they like to get him... Free, don't they? Yeah, to so play that, that almost a Bluey McKenna role. So that'll happen West again. Coast. They need a defensive forward to just play on Luke Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who that could be for West Coast, but that's what they're going to have to do because they've got Noah Long up there. Cripps is going to be up there. So whoever's the quickest will go to Cripps. Maybe Jordan Clark goes to Cripps. Um, so it is fascinating. I know. I know. There's nothing really at stake, but the players will be playing I'll like it's what, a grand they, final. Ask the supporters that. Mm. But there is something well, well, if you Don't you reckon okay. you'd like to be sliding over to the Canfield after the game after a win in the Derby and you've got bragging rights all summer? Mm. But if you're an Eagles fan, you're probably thinking, well, a one-point loss will do it. Yeah, again. that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, So if you surveyed West Coast 100,000 members, 106,000 or whatever, what would be the percentage that want to win and what would be the percentage saying, let's lose by a point and we still get Harley Reid? Yeah, I think you might raise a very good point. Mostly in the second, I think in the so. latter? I think yeah, so. right. So who you picking? Funny world, isn't it, mate? Who are you picking? I'm picking the yeah. The Dockers are hot favourite. Four dollars thirty. The Eagles dollar twenty two. Freo. So as he said, so it's got to be Freo, don't it? Utah's Stadium in Launceston. Can your boys do Sunday, it? Sunday eleven ten a.m. Hawthorne two dollars seventy. The Bulldogs a dollar forty seven. I'm saying they can, but I'm not picking them. Uh, a week after such a big win over Collingwood. And Hawthorne has been up and down, Barra. And, you know, the youngest team in the, the youngest squad last weekend, it's hard for them to, to – there has been a real roller coaster. So, And I like the dogs' form. They, it's one, they just can't afford to lose it. They've got to keep winning the dogs. So you're going to tip against the Hawks? I am, yep. You're, you're a Hawthorne man. Let I me know. get this right. You're a Hawthorne man, yep, right? The I'm biggest tip- in West Australia. And it's in Tassie, and I'm tipping against it. And they just beat Collingwood. Yep. And their midfield, just beat Collingwood. They, they, they thumped Collingwood. Yeah, they did, yeah. And their midfield crushed the did. Collingwood magnificent midfield. Did. I think the clearances were like 16 to 3. Yes. And Glenn Quartermain, you are not tipping them against the Bulldogs in Tassie. I am tipping the Bulldogs in Tassie. <laughs> Why? Because one team's playing finals, one team's not, and one team has been – 
Hawthorne's been not only up and down from week to week, but up and down during a game. Last week was fantastic. Great effort. But it doesn't mean they reproduce it. Not that fantastic. It doesn't mean they reproduce it. I'm serious. Why wouldn't they? Maybe they're on fire. McGuinness will take out Libba, if not Bont. Yeah, maybe they – well, I think McGuinness goes to Libba. Yeah. But – well, you that's the end take, of Libra. That's a, Libra will be punching on. He'll be scragging. He'll be just doing everything. It's ironic, mate, because that's what Libra's old man did to Ben. That day at the Wacker when he took Ben apart. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember writing a column about that saying how I thought it was quite remarkable how Libra got hold of Ben Cousins and the way he's harassed him and got inside his brain. And the Eagles absolutely smashed me <laughs> after that. Why? <laughs> because I should have taken the other side, apparently. Should have said Ben. Very unfair the way he was treated by Libba. And it was unfair. When I reflected. When I reflected. In the competition, Ben, of course, you do what you can to take him out within the rules. Now, maybe within the rules is a bit inverted commas. Mate, there's no rules with Libba. The pinching that was going on and the grabbing and the scragging and probably squirrel grips. I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. I didn't say it was. But. Anyway, in that, I'm probably back the wrong horse in the column in that in that sense. Anyway, but I was just being trying to be objective. Anyway, it's ironic that now that his son might cop it from Finn McGuinness. Hawthorne has lost its five, sorry, five of its last six games against the Western Bulldogs. Its last win coming in round 22, 2021. You got so. anything in there about Tasmania? Is there anything about how, what I don't their, actually, what their but obviously is. the record's very Until good. Until champion data to get get with the program, mate. They're going to Tassie. You want to know how well they go in Tassie? It'd be interesting to see what the Bulldogs do with James Sicily because clearly we know if you leave him um, to his own devices, he will control the game. So uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the tip. Astronaut ain't getting a kick <laughs> on him. He's not getting nothing. He's going to get – whoever he pays on Sicily, he'll pants him. Get 30%, 7%. Mm. Yeah, very position. good. Very good form at the moment. So you is pick, Lob, is who are you picking, back? though? You're is, picking Hawthorne? I'll tell you what I'll do. If Lobb plays, I'm tipping Hawthorne. Well, he's playing. Is he? Yeah. Four marks inside 50 last round. Finished with three score assists, two goals, and nine score involvements, Rory Lobb. So he's playing. Can you imagine Eugle Hagen good and player. Lobb? And Norton. And Norton coming down, you know, so you do the toss of the coin, you have mm-hmm. the huddle, and you come back to the forward line and you just be watching Sicily going, don't come to me, please don't come to me. <laughs> well, he might be bra- <laughs> saying, bring it on, bring it on. And the same thing will be happening in the middle. Finn McGuinness will be walking towards the middle, uh, ready for the first bounce, and Bont and Libra will be going, don't come to me, yeah. go to Libra, go to Libra. <laughs> so who are you picking? <laughs> I'm tipping the Hawks. Oh, okay, good yeah, on you. I only go to the Hawks. Good on you, mate. Sunday, 1.20 p.m., Marvel Stadium, St Kilda, $1.84, Richmond, $1.97. Very, very close here. Uh, the Saints have been uh, – they've, they've fallen away a bit, but the draw favours them, and right now you'd think, well, they've got to win this game and they play finals. Yeah. And I think they'll win this game, despite the announcement of Trent Cotchin, possibly Jack Rewalt. But I think, again, we said the Cliffs come to Geelong, the Cliffs come to Richmond too. Is Dusty back? Do we know? Uh, yeah, he is back. I he's think he was gonna... just managed out last week. Yeah, okay. I think he is. I might be wrong, but it, was, it wasn't a significant injury. I think it was more managed out last week. So I'm going to give you two words as to why I won't tip the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Marvel Stadium. Yeah. It is a long <laughs> tram trip down from the MCG. It's about 10 minutes, Do you reckon, and they don't like it. Do you reckon Hardwick, he, he regrets? It's only about four stops. <laughs> Do you re- it's not, not, I did it recently. Do you reckon he regrets saying that yes. they hate Marvel Stadium? I wonder what he'll say when Gold Coast play since. there. 
Oh, he'll be asked when Gold Coast play there. Oh, we love Marvel yeah. Stadium. Yeah, I reckon he does regret saying that, actually. Yeah, classic. Um, but well done to Ross Lyon if they uh, if they do win and probably confirm their yeah, status. You've, uh, had to, you've had to eat a bit of humble pie there, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, off, I'm often doing that. <laughs> Who's coach of the year? Oh, uh, Come on, is it is it Ross? Oh, I th- or is it, I'm gonna is give it a, the Collingwood coach? Nah, I think it's the Collingwood coach still. Kingsley at the oh, Giants? Those two. I think those two. And what about Hinkley at Port? Those three. No, I think no, no, no. I think I think definitely Kingsley is in the mix. McRae. He'll push hard, but I'd still say McRae's got his nose in front. So coach of the year, McRae from Kingsley yep. from Hinkley, but you can't get Ross Lyon in there, can you? No, no uh, right. and we know who the All Australian coach would be because, of course, it is the Premiership coach every year, mm, and that's a debate, point of debate in itself. Uh, last game, Adelaide Oval on Sunday, two forty p.m. Port Adelaide. $1.48, the Giants, $2.65, both coming off losses. Port's case, they've had four in a row, and the Giants have been in some pretty good form too. They'll give a good account of themselves, as they always do, the Giants. Actually coughed up a lot of goals from um, their forward line last week, which is unlike them. So normally they're very good at keeping the ball inside mm. 50, but last week they weren't. Port Adelaide, four losses in a row. They just have to win this one, Barra, to cling into that that hopes of finishing in the top four. I'm going to pick Port Adelaide to bounce back. Yeah. It's so at Adelaide Oval. Did you hear that Charlie Dixon was out for the rest of the season? Uh, I didn't hear he was out for the rest of the season. Or rest season. of the home and away season. And Trent McKenzie could he's, be out. I think he's out for the rest of the season. And they, they get back Lockie Jones and Aaliyah, Aaliyah yep. from concussion. They just got to win, you're right. So we're going, we're going Port, are we? I'm going Port. I'm not sure who you're going. Yeah, I'm going. I'll go Port as well. Yeah. I mean, surely. Hey, let me. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. You finish with all those tips and that. Yep, I know yeah, you want I to have, do I your have, letters mate. in a second. Yep. I was just looking at the All Australian because you know how we talked about Sicily. Yep. Can he go in? And can Darcy Moore be in there? And, or Sam Taylor? Yeah. yeah. So, so are we saying is Taylor in? Oh, geez, I wouldn't want to be a selector. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I've probably, I've probably got Darcy Moore still ahead. But the so, reason I say you, that is Sicily's missed four or five games, so take that into account. So you're not going to put Sicily. Well, in. I'd like to put him in. I think he deserves to be. But if it's one or the other, all right, I I'll reckon g- Moore's still ahead. Here, I'll give you. Let's say we can take three. So we take Moore. Well, you're taking those three. Sicily, Taylor, yep, Dan Houston. No, uh, yeah, mate. Possibly. Hello. I've got, I've got a few Port players in there. Jack Sinclair? Yes. Josh Dacos? Yes. Nick Dacos? Yes. Zach Butters? Yes. Errol Goulden, living certainty? Absolutely. Petrarca? Yes. Taylor Walker? Oh, bench. Connor Rosie? Yes. Rosie. Is it Rosie or Rosie? Toby Green's going to be in there? Yes. Maybe captain. Charlie Kernow? Yes. The Bont? Absolutely. And Jordan Dawson. Yes. All right, so we've got about 16 there. We're on our way. Yeah, I agree with those, yes. Now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Yes, and please send your mail into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. That is barra with two R's, quarter and quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Is there any Thank blo- you to Thirsty Camel, Barra. Um, and we are about to give away a 10-pack of 196 double lemon. Is there anybody except the blokes who do the scribing in Bali that thinks Barra has only got one R? 
Honestly, people uh, get things. It's only those bar. You know, when you get all stuff people, from barley and they're always misspelt. Just trying to, get, <laughs> just trying to guide people in the right direction. Yeah, that's all right, mate. Uh, Cam from Geelong. Uh, hello, Cam from Geelong. High quarters and Barra. I'm going to get smashed in. My question is around the media chat over the integrity of the competition. There's been a lot of noise around West Coast affecting it. Why is the media not making more noise around the potential pick two or three compensation to North Melbourne for Ben Mackay and the fact that the compensation is directly related to how poorly the compensated club is going and not the value of the player being lost? For direct comparison, if Ben's identical twin brother Harry were to be in the same contract position, he'd only net his club a pick around 15 despite being a Coleman medalist, a tall forward rather than a back, far more durable with injury and a much better player. Surely systems like this are more of a blight on the competition's integrity as they impact every club in the long term. Thanks, and he's hoping WA footy is the winner on Saturday night. Cam, that is fantastic email. We can't give you the prize because you're in Geelong. What? After being Western Australia, how's he going to get it? It's a I long don't know, drive that's, just for a, that's a very. I'd, I'd almost drive across the country for a ten pack of one ninety six, though, mate. But that, it's a long drive. Cam, sensational it is. email. He's stop, right. stop making. Don't give North Melbourne compensation S- picks. Stop. They don't deserve them. Yeah, well, you can give them compensation. No, you can't. Picks, yeah, well, you can. Well, my Ben Mackay's going, not, so they not, have to. Not they pick have two, to. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it's not what you said. So Ben McKay's going to so say they have to get one, but he is spot on. Stop making sense, Cam. But people hate it. Get that, it should be around fifteen. He's exactly right, but they won't. I'll give them because they're going like bustards. They'll so say, why don't the oh, Eagles get, get one? Because they won in twenty eighteen, probably. Yeah, well, I, I don't <laughs> think either club should get compensation picks. I don't believe in compensation picks when they're um, blokes leaving. That's right. Yeah. No, no, you get a. But what's happened here? Round. So you understand what's happened here. I know you understand. I'm just saying it for our listeners. Ben McKay's leaving. He's a good player. They're going to get compo for him. Instead of getting 15, they're going to get two or three or probably three because they want to help North Melbourne at the same time. They shouldn't be linked. Should well, it? No. Hawthorne hasn't won a flag since 2015. Why doesn't Hawthorne get a compensation pick? Well, you've had plenty in the past. You know when you set Haven't up had any compensation 2004, pick. you got, got like, priority got picks. 85 for Buddy Franklin. Yeah, mate. In 2004, you got priority picks. How do you think you frigging rebuild the club? You got bloody uh, Jordan, um, what's his name? Buddy's mate. Jordan Lewis. Jo- no, no. not jo- Jared Ruffhead. Jared Ruffhead. Then you got Buddy and you got Lewis. So don't start whinging you. Yeah. And then next year you got Hodge and Mitchell. Mate, we were so back in your box, Buddy no, Hawks, mate. No. How many flags have you guys won? Oh, just a couple, mate. I haven't won one for a while. <laughs> Dominated since 2000. won one for a while. How many have you won since 2000? Oh, it's been a long drought. <laughs> then the 80s and 90s as well. Oh, fair. It's been a very, very long You're drought. You're dreaming. No Chris- premiership memorabilia under the Christmas tree for quite a few years, I can tell you. <laughs> G'day, Quarters and Barra. I've been thinking lately about the 17-6 fixture system and how it can be unbalanced. I have an idea which might help to equalise things a bit. The gather round was a success, but it isn't fair that it only applies to South Australia. So how about we have the extra six rounds each year take place in different states so everyone gets a turn at a gather round advantage. Mm -hmm. It will spread the game around, it will force Victorian teams to travel, and we can host the local derby during that round for each state to increase hype. There are six states, so that will cover all six rounds. Seems ideal. What are your thoughts? Best wishes, James Brown. I feel good. Uh, I don't mind that. I think he's right. And, you know, so so what he's pointing out is if we go 17-6, Okay, so 17, everyone plays everyone once. 
fair competition. Then you split into three sixes, six, six, and six. Top six play each other, middle six play each other, bottom six play each other for the rest of the series. Then you make that great point that we need two derbies, we need two showdowns, probably need some of the Victorian clubs to play each other twice. That's where the gather round comes into it. But if it's always in Adelaide, it's not going to be an opportunity. I mean, a, a derby in Adelaide is probably not going to be the best thing for either club, is it? No. But if we got the gather round at some stage, then it wouldn't be. It would be fair. So I, I'll see what he's saying. I feel good. Now, very good, James. Okay, uh, Michelle from Leeming writes, High Quarters and Barra, next year Fremantle is celebrating its 30th year anniversary. Should they produce a special jumper celebrating their history so far? May I suggest a plain purple strip with the image of 29 duck eggs displayed prominently on it? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mother Goose. <laughs> that was a joke, you know. It was. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it was funny? No, not really. But often often is. But uh, look, I... <laughs> She, she's often, she's very, a regular correspondent, <laughs> often very funny. Michelle, harsh, harsh, not even but fair, probably. I think, uh, I mean, they got, very, well, they, do they a, should have won under Lyon very close to beating you blokes. I mean, how did you actually, if they kick straight, if Fifey kicks anywhere near straight and Ballantyne, they win, don't they? I did, last time I looked, I didn't see an asterisk <laughs> next to that premiership <laughs> in the AFL guide. <laughs> Mate, it was unfair. Let's give them if credit. If Uncle Bob was a woman, she'd be your auntie. <laughs> If it had orchestra stalls, it'd mate, be your own. Seriously. Yeah, all right. Mate, but honestly. It's called pressure on the opposition, Barra. You know, Ballantyne had never been to the G, never played on the, uh, uh, been to the G for a final. So that his first time he went to the G for an AFL final, he was playing in a grand final. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he, no wonder he had the wrong boots on. He was slipping over. Fife, he missed those sitters. He won by 13 points. Now. so stiff. So. Stiff. I'm going. And there is a retro jumper coming out, I believe. Good, good, good. I look forward to seeing it. I'm going to give the uh, 196 to uh, one of our correspondents on from Tuesday's podcast. That's Craig from City Beach, who talked about um, uh, whether you should be playing on a half forward flank, um, uh, and uh, talked about uh, the Eagles and Dockers. So, Craig, you win the uh, ten pack of 196. Please send your details into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Well done. Thank you to all the correspondents. Please keep them short. There are a couple of very long ones this week. I just didn't have time to read out. They were too long. Are you going to bounce back in the footy tipping, mate? Uh, Or are you gone? No, I'm not. I'm one behind. Yeah, I know. Are you finished, though, or do you reckon you can do it? Mate, I'll be hanging on. Don't worry. I've got some uh, surprises up my sleeve, maybe for the final couple of rounds. Who's going to number one? I think it's Basil. (laughs) He just takes the favourites. He does. So and then uh, Daniels Ryan Daniels is after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're coming well, that's for what's you. Cuzzy's, you Cuzzy's on the well. You're on one twenty eight, right? That's what happens when you're in the lead, mate? People come after you, but I'm up for it. One twenty eight's a good score. Rick Arden's on one twenty eight. Basil one twenty nine. Okay, so it's out of you three, really, isn't it? Because you've cleared out. Well, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Quarters <laughs> of Barrow. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly and call Gamblers Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barrow, look forward to dissecting round 22 when we next chat round, on Tuesday's round. podcast. How did we get to that? I know. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable.